Hello everyone, this episode covers gene editing. This is important to be aware of for future episodes since the way we are editing and selecting genes is very grotesque. I can pass grace to nature because it is in a natural, savage state and near unyielding to anything that cannot compete or cooperate as needed to reach reproduction. However, the way humans are doing it in the name of profit can yield and have already created drastic consequences, first in plants, and now it is coming to humans. Our strength comes from our differences, and if we don't take appropriate action, future generations may participate in a genetic caste system, giving each person a fixed purpose based on their genetic code. This message was co-hosted with my cousin Nash. I hope you enjoy it. I think, uh, hey, brother. We are at a new level involving our genetics. We've had the ability to do genetic assessments with aminosynthesis since 1956, followed with chorionic villus testing in 1983. However, with the innovation of CRISPR, we go from seeing genetic code earlier to becoming able to change the genetic code of humans. The first news I heard of this was Chinese twins born in November 2018. Head Jin Kui kept Lulu and Nana a secret from the scientific community until their birth. The intention of the gene edits was to alter the CCR5 gate of their DNA. CCR5 is responsible for how HIV is able to enter our T-cells, eventually rendering them useless. Mm -hmm. In a few northern European populations, they have a CCR5 gene called Delta-32 that's special since it knocks out the CCR5 gene completely and doesn't allow HIV to enter T-cells, thus offering them immunity to the disease. Dr. J had two collaborators, and they didn't follow proper consent protocol for the study, and were imprisoned and fined, along with Dr. J, over it. But Lulu and Nana are alive, and as they grow up, they will probably be able to have kids. Immunity they, to HIV? That's, that's the proposed theory. They're mm. hoping that they are given HIV resistance, but they didn't, the study didn't end up altering all of their genes so some of their genes don't have weren't impacted by CRISPR mm. and others are mm. and they also didn't have the Delta 32 mutation so it might not be what was expected but would you think would you say that they're kind of sort of like labeled as patient zero and their you know their descendants might be able to you know grow out this mutation eventually yeah, I'm actually not sure how it would, if it would propagate itself in future children or not. Mm. If it would be a recessive or mm. a dominant trait. Mm -hmm. But they didn't have the intended mutation in the first place. We know Delta 32 gives you higher resistance to HIV, but yes. that's not what Lulu and Nana were given. Along with the third unknown child, unnamed child, that oh. wasn't disclosed from the study. Oh, there's also a third ch Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. They haven't said anything about this third child at all. This third child was not publicly disclosed. Mm, mm. With it being children being studied, if a parent doesn't want to consent to public knowing about it, then not even a pseudonym will be given. Lulu and Nana are not the real name of the children anyways. Oh, really? Oh, really? But I mean, for all we know, the go Wait, so who... There, you you say that the parents won't give disclosure, but no nobody are really the parents of these kids. Do they really have actual parents? Or are they, aren't they just test tube orphans? Uh, Lulu and Nana, they actually... Their father was HIV positive. Mm. So they have... They were... They were um, IVF, so they started in a test tube, like mm -hmm. the mother's egg was taken out, mm -hmm. joined with the father's sperm, mm -hmm. and then brought into the mother's womb. Mm -hmm. So their parents, their genetic parents, have been taking care of Lulu and Nana, these twins. Really? But that third 
that third couple of the study, they didn't want to join into, they didn't want to give out public information. Got you. So for all we know, there's probably a whole lie by the Chinese government saying they're still alive. It, Nana, it looks like they're alive, but mm-hmm. a communist regime can always alter the facts. You're very much, <laughs> that's right. If you've watched 1980, if you've seen, read 1984, mm-hmm. just always seeing how Winston was, in, was part of the news-changing organization, mm. they brought people into existence just some fake photos and alter names. True. If you change the past, you change the present. Amen. From that, the future is never the same. That is factual. That is factual. It's all a myth, man. It's all the Matrix. Shit, man. Uh, as well as the experiment might have not been effective with uh, with actually giving the children resistance to HIV, but it shows that we are able to change ourselves in our deepest fashion. The twins don't seem to have the mutation present in all their gene cells, so the, the, that's another problem that it could have had them prone to HIV infection like the baseline population. But they have edited the CCR5 genes. Other than HIV resistance, some mutations have been correlated with the increased memory and faster learning in rats, increased college attendance in humans. Huh? Really? What? <laughs> wait, 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 how does the increasing population of college students matter in this situation? Like, how? How is this correlated? Well, that's the thing. It's just been something noticed. And um, just increased college attendance, that's practically been one of the ways that they're almost tying the CCR5 to potentially being a gene that impacts intelligence. Oh. Since, I mean, overall, I'd say you would notice a student that has done better in high school Uh would want to then go on to college. Mm -hmm. And I haven't found any research that showed differences in IQ. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm questioning because, I mean, our population has increased. Uh, Levels of prejudice against education has decreased a little bit. So anybody from anywhere can get uh, the college education if they work hard for it. So I, don't, I wouldn't say if CCR5 gene has anything to do with it, or rather it's just, you know, societal change. I mean, cultural change. Or what would you think? And that's that could be another tie-in, because the Delta 32 mutation, it's only found in uh, North European populations. Mm. So because of that, it's sort of a, uh, from a geographical standpoint, it's a pretty isolated mutation unless you have interracial marriages Mm. but you don't see the knockout mutation in asian african australian native american ancestries it's just in northern europe that Mm. you see it can spread to other populations but only through intermarriage got you got you okay so i wouldn't know if it's just the nordic nations already have a higher amount of college attendance, mm. so that sort of boosts their numbers. Mm-hmm. But you do notice, like, regardless of what country a person with the Delta 32 mutation is from, mm. they just have a higher college attendance rate compared to before mm. that don't have the Delta 32 mutation. Oh, okay, true. That is true, that is true. Yeah, you're right on that. The disheartening thing is the knockout mutation which removes the CCR5 gene completely is only found in Northern European ancestry, as you stated beforehand. There are other mutations which can offer HIV resistance, however. All right, your turn, man. From seeing what CCR5 does in the body, Lulu and Nana start to look like they were part of an experiment with a broader goal. If you think about it, we already have ways to let HIV-positive people have children safely. The father of the twins had his sperm clean, thus protecting the expected children from getting HIV. And the fertilization took place in vitro, thus protecting the mother. But if you look at this as an attempt to increase intelligence, it makes sense why a risk was taken for a disease where we already figured out how to prevent intergenerational transmission. Some of the research I found on PubMed involving CCR5 was published in 2015, thus showing Dr. J had the time necessary to learn about this, the impact of the mutation, find children, find 
parents in 2017 mm. and then have the time necessary for children to be born in 2018. Gotcha. What I enjoyed from researching this was the shift in focus. The beginning articles on the first page of Bing or Google were just focused on the ethics, whether or not it was right for the experiment to occur. Mm. But as I went deeper into the sixth, seventh page, mm. <laughs> it shifted to informing me about the imprisonment. But only the scientific articles or obscure papers talked about the patterns between learning and CCR5. The main article, the first page, sends people to a less important viewpoint about Lulu and Nana and the goal about their birth through a perspective of preventing HIV infection. Wow. But as you go deeper into it, it seems like it could have been a move to increase human intelligence. So you could also say that main, uh, mainstream media is also out here fucking us over, too. Yeah. Exactly. Because unless you search, research... By your own self. Even these, even these search companies, they don't offer people scientific documents first thing. Mm -hmm. You have to put more effort into mm. finding the research mm -hmm, mm -hmm. man this also makes it harder for every you know average person because you know they they grow up thinking you know the media isn't a lie news always tells the truth the government never lies until you know they come to, to the realization that a not not everyone in the government gives a fuck about me not everybody in the news tells the truth so we actually have to do the research by our own selves just as much as you know we all need the second amendment to protect us from the fucking government it makes sense because we don't get proper information. None. And from not having proper information through these large media conglomerates that mm. public opinion is even losing trust over now, we can't know what we're fighting for mm. if we don't have the facts. None at all, dude. <laughs> None at all, bro. We're just going through our lives nearly blind, but mm. feeling like we know the truth because, well, I read about it in an article. Yeah. <laughs> I read about it in an article, man. Uh, you didn't do the individual research, but you read it in an article. Mm-hmm. Mm. Where another person already has their job on the line, mm -hmm. advertising revenue, mm -hmm. their own perception about it. Mm -hmm. On the bright side, if I'm looking through a scientific study, yes. there's no advertising on the webpage. Barely minimum. A minimum amount. Mm -hmm. And they're doing their best, hopefully, mm. proper science is just to show facts. Yes. But depending on where you're being funded, yeah. you, might, yeah. you might stretch it a bit. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it through that light, if the Communist Party helped Dr. He with funding of his study... They most definitely did. Mm -hmm. You don't think that they would want to help increase intelligence? Oh, man, it's the Chinese government, bro. <laughs> Communism, they want to control everybody by their fucking palms, bro. I don't know if they would want to increase intelligence, but, I mean, Chinese kids, bro, they're fucking hard-ass workers. They want to pass in every fucking subject, so I don't know, man. And where it could begin, it's from offering the ability to alter the genetics of your family mm. so that you can feel that you granted your kids something better off. Mm. But from that moment that you allow gene editing to occur mm. to an embryo, yes. for the rest of their life, they're going to be growing with those cells. They're not just built off what you and your partner could provide genetically they're also given whatever the government a government wanted to see genetically would you also would, would it also be possible if i laid the claim that you know since the the chinese communist communist government you know they want to base that one child rule back again so they probably want to you know bring up genes that might you know lower their lifespan but increase you know their intelligence you know they put in the work they put in the effort and you know bettering their nation but you know their lifespan is short so they die soon and you know the pop the population lowers slowly you know generation by generation the, the, the population lowers a bit you know like it does a job for them but not like you know in um like a literal sense just like not know. in the direct fashion exactly where everyone yes. can see yes indirectly yes since even if you look at it 
from gestational age and physical milestones, Africans tend to be the fastest with reaching like our expected weeks of pregnancy are the lowest in the world while Asians are the highest for gestational age. Like really? it takes longer on average for Asian women to deliver a child compared to African mothers. And that's like from a weekly standpoint. What? We African children, like they'll reach physical milestones. They tend to reach it the fastest on earth, whether it's lifting up your head or walking. Mm. Asians are on the other side of the spectrum, being mm. one of the slowest to hit those milestones of lifting up the head, walking, that is crazy. sitting up. And then even like lifespan wise, I don't know if it's completely from just the conditions in Africa, but mm. Africans tend to have the lowest lifespan oh, while yeah, okay. Asians stand again on the other side of the spectrum mm. with the Okinawans being one of the highest rates of people living past a hundred. I mean, yeah, true. Their diet is uh, pretty much different. Like take the Japanese, they mostly eat fish. Their diet consists of rice. And like, you know, basically their diet is healthier compared to back home where, you know, our conditions, like our geographic conditions are so, so, are so like harsh. We got tropical, semi-desert, desert. So it's very difficult to find like fucking food. We get <laughs> yeah. droughts, we get floods, we get famines, bro. Like literally, like you said, it's not, it's not like, it's not like a, we have lower expectancy rates. And plus, you know, poverty has written us corruption, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, I, I I do believe what you mean by that. Yeah, opposite sides of the spectrum. Correct. All right, I'm afraid that of what would occur if gene editing becomes a common practice. At least in America, the economy has been the most important factor for the past four elections. At least parents might desire children who would be economically successful above any factor. That is truth. That is very much truth. Yeah. <laughs> any any American want to have want to want their child to have the advantage above anybody else because in this nation. It's do or die. It's a dog eat dog world. It's bro. It's, it's it's survival of the fittest in this nation, man. Yeah, but if we all are aiming towards the same thing, like, mm. let's face it, being a musician—that's mm. an economic risk. It is really. Everybody is too like, talented of a fucking musician. Yeah. There is a crap ton of talent, mm. but the Billboard Top Ten yes. only has ten spots. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, bro. You're right. Uh-huh. We could listen to Spotify for weeks and yes. never run out of artists that we love, mm-hmm. songs that we just cannot stop appreciating. But True. because of that much volume of music, mm. it's hard to be successful. Mm-hmm. And how much will we lose if parents are just focusing on, I want my kids to be the best that they can be genetically at math. I don't need this creativity nonsense. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, yeah, because everybody wants an edge ahead of each other. Yeah, We want to survive the most. But at the same time, man, we're losing our humanity, bro. We would lose our humanity. Who knows the risks that our, our descendants would take from this fucking genetic you know, engineering? They might lose a big part of themselves. We don't know how this would affect them in the long run. We honestly exactly. do not know. Might it take a huge chunk of like a part of the you know their brain functionality, their creativity, their intelligence. You know, would it affect you know like their phys- physicality? Like, we honestly don't know. It's so it's so it's so much of a risk. I don't know. I wouldn't know because mm-hmm. for all we know, there might be a mutation that sort of increases intelligence, but it also like triples the rate of sociopathy that's very much true <laughs> very much true because if you take a look majority of the intelligent folks in the world like true they do try to show like you know their the the presentation they want to show like oh they do care about humanity they want to they want to increase they want to increase like you know the happiness or you know basically the growth of society but in reality majority of those folks they just want to you know go for their research they want to attain their own knowledge, see what's going to happen, experiments. They, they like Just like you said, sociopathy, they took kids, literal kids, and experimented on them, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's wild. These weren't even children that were born yet. Exactly. It was, it was an egg and a sperm cell. And exactly. they looked at the egg and were like, we're going to edit this mm-hmm. and see what happens. Exactly. They were only 
Dr. J was only given a three-year sentence, but Lulu and Nana have to live with this and any consequences for life. As well as their descendants. Who, who are we to know that maybe even, like, doctors in the future won't come and grab their kids and see what the product of, you know, their work, their work was. The product of, you know, their genes were. Yeah, and Dr. J, he's actually talked, like, once... Lulu and Nana reach adulthood, he hopes that they would agree to con to continue and let him do his research, mm -hmm. like give him the consent to inspect any of their children or just see how they develop, how just Lulu and Nana develop over time. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it was just a three-year sentence of prison. As, as it was one of the biggest ethical violations you can do from a bioethic standpoint mm, mm. because the way the consent forms were it wasn't put in a way mm. that was they didn't have it be checked through by regulatory offices because that's how you check that your consent forms mm -hmm. aren't too high level mm -hmm. to make sure that the person that you're talking to to ask if they want to participate in the study actually yes. understand because yes. if you just go on and say i would like to do chorionic villa sampling on your children and yes. then i'm going to do this and that like it might just go over their head but yes. if you just say check the line mm. sign here sign mm. here sign here it's just mm. like getting a car loan but it's your children. <laughs> and you don't even know because you don't have a lawyer there to explain it to you. Yeah. Exactly. And mm -hmm. the worst part, well, another thing that made it bad, at least, was they were, if they wanted to exit the study, they were having, it was at a risk of being fined about over 30,000 US dollars. Jeez. And that's illegal right there. If you are participating in a scientific study, mm. you're supposed to be allowed to leave freely. Exactly. Yeah, freedom. Of, I don't know. Is there an amendment for that? Or like, a, no. At least lawful? from a an international perspective, mm. scientific studies. You are supposed to be allowed. You can participate in the study freely. Mm. Like, if I want to mm. go test out mm. a stage two medication, mm. I can join the study freely. Mm. And if I start feeling terrible mm -hmm. i can leave the study free. oh okay, okay but for the parents of lulu and nana they were told that if they tried to leave this if they tried to exit the study they are going to be fined thirty thousand dollars i mean if you think about it though the father was hiv positive maybe he was on his like last dying days last dying months or on his last breath so he was like you know what let me at least donate something to science let me at least make progress to the world so he signed it off and at least from that i actually i don't know the ages of lulu and nana's parents but mm -hmm. um the father actually talked about how he was pretty controlled with his hiv oh, okay okay so that already shows to me that there was some economic stability since those medications are expensive because it's a daily thing mm. daily medications to keep your hiv count down yes and then the mother was actually the father's wife i would hope that how would they... you why would you why would you be in a relationship with a person who's hiv how does that even work bro that's just a life of no pleasure you won't be able to have safe sex if you have it controlled, then you can. How do you have um, controlled? Sex? By taking the medications continuously without interruption, mm. they're antiviral medications, so that keeps your HIV count down, and with enough time, you end up being uh, undetectable, and that means that your HIV count is so low that you don't transmit it to other people. At least you're at a very low risk of transmitting it to other people. Mm. And as long as you have condoms, then it's that's another thing that helps reduce the chance of transmitting HIV further. Got you. Got you. America, the economy is... But also, I mean, also here in America, majority of parents, they really don't give a damn. They'll likely sacrifice their first kid as an abortion just so, you know, if it's not genetically born the way they choose to, they can just dump the baby and try again. 
I mean, most Americans nowadays, they don't care, you know, abortion is their right, you know, kids, nowadays, we really know that, you know, kids can end up anyway, anyhow, so we could lose, like, the next Osama Bin Laden, or the next fucking Einstein, we could just, we don't know the chances, so we just, oop, drop it, and then we can make another one. Yeah, mm. and to start thinking about children as just another item on a conveyor belt. It's sad, it's sad, but, like, at the same time, <laughs> like, man... It's a child, really. It's a it's a parasite, man. Not saying it's like, I don't know, man. I'm just in between. I'm in between. Yeah, because I sort of feel that I have yet to be a parent anyways, but I don't want to be seeing someone forced into to a position that they weren't ready for. Mm-hmm. Our foster care system is too shit. It's whack. Like, you should have the kid and just... Even if you can't take care of it, I trust the foster care system because I don't trust our foster I care don't. system. <laughs> I don't at all. You're just bringing a whole other life here to suffer and bring more pain to the world. If it experiences that level of pain, it's going to be like, fuck, fuck the world. It fucked me over. I might as well fuck it over back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they'll just, you know, they'll just, you know, self-destruct and, de- and destroy everything around it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Bringing the whole shit down. Exactly. And I... It is... Any person mm. can become in that fashion, but, like, our foster care system is too much shit for me to say that's a better alternative. Mm-hmm. And I guess it really does come down to each person, to everyone that's lived through the foster care system. I'm glad to see that you've gotten through, but there's just A so small many fraction pockets. that makes it, too. Yeah, since in America, at least, there's they're just given so many meds. Like, I've seen foster care situations where a 10-year-old is given seven psychoactive drugs. Why? Why? <laughs> That's what I can't tell you. <laughs> Cause Why are you giving the kid depression? Oh, my goodness. Antidepressants? Really? Antidepressants... Uh, I can't remember what drug class Ritalin is, but just so many medications, even meds for schizophrenia, even though they don't really show symptoms for it. It's just some of them are just given to be met up so that they sit down, shut up and stay in a closet. Like, bro, I just don't understand why so many people claim like abortion is abortion is hate. Abortion is demonic, this and that. And yet, when you and yet when you allow this life to come to to to, to the world, you you choose not to care for it. You choose to ignore it. Yet you're the one who fought for its right to be alive. Yeah, like it's just the most high levels of hypocrisy. I just despise it. Southern mm-hmm. states are just like that, man. They don't care for each other, man. Because it's like even seeing the heartbeat bill. You have the human heart start beating in, I think, maybe three, four weeks gestation. It's one of the first organs to really start operating. Oh, my God. But once you have everything else and see the human baby coming out, once it's five, you're just fine giving it whatever meds you deem feasible. At five, they still, they start? I mean, that's how it's been for some of them. Like... Seven to five-year-olds just being given medications that belong more in actual mental health institutions compared to a house medicine cabinet. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. Golly, man. (sighs) A desire to have children that are economically successful above anything else. And we've already seen how a misadjustment in just... Because if you look at the past and present moment, that sometimes blinds you to what might happen. Mm. Because after World War II and the GI Bill happened, just the free education that it allowed some military members because you didn't really get GI Bill benefits if you were a black veteran. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but just that, that led to the push in American college. Yes. And now 
you don't hear many parents saying like, oh, I don't think college would be important for my kid. So now we have just a big amount of young adults, middle-aged adults that were told that by their 40s, 50s parents, like college was the path to me getting the job I have now. You have to go to college to be successful. We have that huge influx of college graduates, but we forgot that we need plumbers, electricians, carpenters. We have a trade shortage. Really? What's going to happen if we have a shortage in certain genetic traits? Mm, such as, for example, like uh, lack of physicality, would you say? It could be the lack of physicality. I mean, even tone deaf, mm. that inability to really reproduce a note correctly, that's been shown to be genetic. And I don't know, just we don't know how much of ourselves is just as a part of our genes as opposed to our environment. But what's going to happen when we just push for certain traits genetically mm. only to not have the other things that mm. we forgot were important until it's too late. Damn. But I mean, some factors might set in like genetic obesity. Take that for example. Some some parents, you know, they know like, oh, diabetes or heart problems run in my family. I'd like my kid not to have it. Or genetic obesity. You know, all of our fucking family members are fat. I want my kid to grow up to be a buff-ass kid so he doesn't have to face, like, the the hate or he doesn't have to face, like, the physical problems that we as a family do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I guess that becomes the issue of CRISPR itself. Because right now, it's not a perfect system. CRISPR, it just looks for... You give it a certain code sequence that it's looking for but there can be mistakes where it will affect a genetic code that looks similar to the target you had in mind yes and because of that with crispr not being perfect if i'm trying to remove a certain gene sequence or alter a gene sequence that's on the second chromosome Mm. there might be a sequence that's similar to it but just a letter off Mm. in the fourth chromosome so now i changed the second and fourth chromosome but i only wanted to change the second and i don't know what that change in the fourth is going to do but that's going to be in every cell of that child now and might even descend up, down upon your bloodline, too. And it probably can, because <sighs> just, I mean, with how it is, sexual reproduction, it might not show itself, mm. but it will still be there in my children, possibly. Damn! <laughs> so, we're trying to do surgery with a butcher knife, sort of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> But, I mean, previously, we we know that, you know, they wanted to try this on, like, on a different, you know, on a different perspective. Like, not different perspective, on a different, like, uh, theme or topic. They wanted to see, like, hey, can we do, use this or ch- choose this to, you know, cure diseases? Uh, you know, let's experiment this on mosquitoes, you know, prevent malaria and all that shit. You know about that at all? Yeah, mm. because they actually were able to... Um altered i think it was altering the dna in mosquitoes so that they don't transmit malaria Mm -hmm. because it just it grows in their mouth i believe but with the genetic change or maybe it was their stomach but um with the genetic change it changed how their stomach or mouth cells were so that it didn't allow malaria to cross Mm -hmm. in to the cells Mm. of the mosquito and Mm. then it can't transmit to other animals such Mm. as humans i mean there have been some success already Mm. um sickle cell anemia there's actually three people that have been cured of it you got you got it you got where where yeah it was um miss stephenson she came in in 2019 she Mm. interviewed with cbs talking about how she used crispr to have her sickle cell anemia cured. Mm. So now for the rest of her life, 
as about a 32-year-old, now the rest of her life, she doesn't have to experience getting blood transfusions about every three months. Wow! She's just... She has normal red blood cells now. It wasn't how it was a bone marrow transplant. It was actually, they took the bone marrow, uh, changed the genes of the bone marrow, uh, and then reintroduced her own bone marrow back to her. But it was altered so that it wouldn't produce sickle cell. It didn't have the genes to produce sickle cell red blood cells anymore. So you tell me one, one sample away, like taken from her bone marrow, and then switching the genetics of it and putting it, introducing it back, changed her whole, like, her whole genetic code? Yeah, over time, because they would sort of, I think they had to do it repeatedly, but through having it done again and again, eventually that, the bone marrow that they wanted, it just spread through the bone, <sighs> and that allowed her to start producing the same shape that donut shape mm -hmm. that we're used to mm. and she along with three i think there's two other people that have at least come public or their parents allowed to come public about it what but hmm? they came public about what specifically? about having their uh sickle cell anemia treated in a similar fashion through oh, CRISPR. Okay. okay okay but Sickle cell anemia, it's a very simple genetic disorder. Okay. It's just one mismatch. One you have a TT instead of an AT. And for whatever reason, that makes your hemoglobin fold from its usual shape that you see the biconcave of typical red blood cells mm -hmm. to the sickle shape that oh. you see all the time uh -huh. in sickle cell anemia and mm -hmm. even thinking about how one mutation mm. makes it go from normal mm. to screwed up mm. that's why it's concerning about changing genetics in general because mm. then you change the genes mm. you change the proteins mm -hmm. you change the man I mean, we can say Eliza was one good thing that came out, you know, the, that came out from this unethical, you know, experimentation. But also, I would say, man, maybe the Chinese government had a whole different, like, idea of you of trying to do this experimentation. Maybe they wanted to create some form of a super soldier, if you think about it. That's yeah, always, that... that's always the ends of <laughs> the means, bro. Since just, we're better at killing each other than mm -hmm. healing ourselves. Mm -hmm. <laughs> humanity man and i guess we're gonna have to see what the impacts of lulu and nana are going to be at least with what has been done from a sickle cell anemia standpoint that was a gene editing study done right correct they weren't forced into it well mm. being told that if they try to leave they're going to be fined mm tens of thousands of dollars it was an experiment done justly uh -huh. the consent was reviewed through ethics committees they did that ex that that experimental process was done correctly so we're seeing two sides of gene editing we have it done in a positive sense where it's therapeutic uh -huh. and then we have the hidden world where it's done in a way that we're not supposed to really know what's going on but that changes people it literally changes people yeah. it's an an experiment that you can join in without knowing since as lulu and nana if they end up having sex i don't really know if that's gonna be something that they'll bring up like hey i went through some genes. they have to they have to man <laughs> well i mean some people don't even admit that they have an std before Whoa, sex, right. You know? <laughs> right bro you're right you're not capping bro you're not capping golly golly but this is too big of an important factor like this is literally bring going to bring a change to the course and evolution of humanity so they got to bring it up eventually right i mean i just don't know if they themselves will bring it up you know <sighs> Cause I mean, if their partner knows that they're gonna be part, uh, they're gonna be part of the change of like the the next generation of humans. I mean, that's a big deal, man. 
that's a very, very big deal. And I got to know about that sooner or later. <laughs> or they're probably going to find out when their child is born and they start growing up and then they start noticing like changes in their probably their behavior, personality, their, their physical buildup, how they interact with, the, with each with, you know, with other kids. Maybe bro, maybe the, the like interaction between kids of this of, of this bloodline, like let's say of Lulu and her brother, maybe Lulu both their kids. Nana are both Lu- Oh sorry. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, maybe the children of both Lulu and Nana, both his cousins, might have a different way of interacting with each other as compared to as how they would react with regular humans. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh-huh. Cause like how I some mean, like CRISPR has become their third parent, really. Yes. Yes, bro. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like how different birds communicate with each other compared with how they communicate with other different birds. Yeah. Like it might be a whole different like fucking subspecies <laughs> of hum- humans. We don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we really can't know. I can't and... wait. I cannot wait to see what happens. <laughs> I hope we actually get to see what what's Now that happen. I think about human reproduction, it's easy to forget about saying something like that if you're a bit intoxicated, right? Right, right, man. I might just come out the the bush there out of nowhere while they're drunk and having a good time. Jeez yeah. Louise. So going back to CRISPR and just like how it might become another level of trying to prepare your children for the best economic ability. Yes. We're going to lose something if we follow that path since... A lot of the advancements that me and you have come to appreciate, modern-day electricity was created through alternating current, an invention of Nikola Tesla. Now, this man was intelligent as heck, but the way that he could sort of just imagine machines in his head, he described in his own autobiography parts of his life that almost sounded like he was in a schizophrenic delusion. And had he been given, had he not, schizophrenia, it does have a genetic undertone. Like, you can see an increased rates of schizophrenia if you have a first degree or first degree at least relative or parent that has schizophrenia. Mm. But if we are screening and just making sure that my child, my child doesn't have genes that would be correlated with an increased chance of schizophrenia. Oh. We could have lost someone like Nikola Tesla. Oh. A very smart man, but also terribly troubled with some of the delusions that he's talked in his book about. And he even, in the later years of his life, described a romantic relationship he had with a pigeon. The man verbatim said, I love that pigeon like a man loves a woman. So there's a certain misery that's come from these pioneers of technology that we might try to edit out of our children just to make sure that they can, A, because even if it's not for the economic advantage it might just be oh who wouldn't want a kid that cries less that's able to feel happier easier Uh (laughs) and through doing that we try to remove certain parts of what makes people become pioneers abraham lincoln marilyn monroe these are both prominent names but they both describe just deep depression. Marilyn Monroe actually committed suicide through barbiturates. Abraham Lincoln talked at length at times of how he wished he could die. Why? Wait, wait, wait. Could you, okay, just start over about the stories of Marilyn Monroe and Abraham Lincoln. I'm actually curious. Tell me, bro. So Abraham Lincoln, he, like, looking through his writings, the discussions that he had with close people close to him, it just looked like he might have had major depressive disorder, but of course, 1800s-wise, we didn't have a DSM anything. Mm-hmm. There was no really mental health screenings. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, to think about how Abraham Lincoln, a person that led us through a civil war, mm-hmm. had symptoms that are 
indicative of depression. Mm -hmm. Marilyn Monroe, I honestly don't know too much about her professional life, but Mm -hmm. just hearing her in interviews, being such a great model, it was always, it always seemed to be that because she was beautiful, no one wanted to focus on the fact that she was smart. Oh, she committed suicide through barbiturates. What is that? Barbiturates, Uh, barbiturates, um, they're used for anxiety disorders, and they're very sedated. So if you overdose, it's practically a near guarantee that you're going to sleep and you're not going to wake up again because of respiratory failure. And just those are... Like, just all those examples of people in misery that yes. gave us so much. Mm-hmm. From their yeah. troubles. Yeah. And we're, we might try to genetically engineer to make sure that our kids don't have troubles. Mm, I get what you mean, man. I get what you mean. Or at least that they don't experience troubles in a, same, in a bad enough way mm-hmm. that it becomes, why aren't you coming out of your room? Oh, just like if it wasn't for the village giving Naruto all this stress and bullshit, he wouldn't be the great ninja warrior that he is today. Yeah. Damn. And I sadly feel like parents would want to value convenience over over character development. Yeah. Damn. (laughs) That is actually, yo, that is actually like deep as hell. You actually took it. Damn. Holy fuck, dude. We're actually starting to be lazy. Our species is actually starting to become lazy. To think that that laziness might drive us to make our children easier to take care of. And normal. Yeah. They don't want to have any weird kids. They don't want their kids to feel ostracized or feel like they're out of place in society. They want their kids to fit in. Mm-hmm. And just that drive of trying to make sure that your kid has a better life than you Mm -hmm. if we try and make sure of it in a genetic sense trying to take the easy way out we might lose things that we didn't know were important Mm -hmm. (laughs) that built humanity to what it is today yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) that brought us to who we are today maybe some of us lost our ways as we grew up or maybe some of us you know we took hold of what you know, put us down. We, you know, we took advantage of the cards that we were dealt with, and we built ourselves up to, you know, becoming great people. And thus, we try to teach our children or other people's children about, hey, just do what you can with what you got right now, and try to build yourself to be better. But those who are lost, you know, they want their kids to have like, you know, they want their kids to be normal. They want to make sure that everybody they want to make sure that people don't have to struggle. And. Just that thought process. Mm. At least genetically, we've all been dealt a different hand. But depending on how gene editing goes, Mm. I'd say after 15 years of doing it, we might have an image of like, you know, if you try and give your children that Delta 401 mutation, Mm. it went great for me. Like, they're learning languages in two months. Yo, man, you should have seen this shit. I'm telling you. You should probably think about this, man. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And just that thought Mm -hmm. of eventually genes will almost be rated in... That sucks. (laughs) Tier lists. Tier lists for genes. Oh, my God. Imagine the YouTube videos. I can't imagine, bro. I actually can't imagine it. I can imagine it in my head. Bro, it'll be fuck. It would be satirical comedy of the highest. It would be so fucked up, but actually it would be comedy, bro. I mean, it's lifelong consequences. Because mm-hmm. there have been, like, that bone marrow example. It is possible for us to change the genes of a current person's tissue, mm. but... I know that the primary focus is going to be changing the brain. And that is the hardest area to try and alter. I don't know if it's say the brain, because the majority of people, bro, they see 
Like, uh, like if you think about it, when it comes to love, do we see their personality first or their parents first? So, majority of parents would like to focus on their parents or their child. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, I want my kid to have blue eyes. Or I want them to, you know, have this full lips. I want them to have a body build of this certain shape. Or I want my child to have voluptuous hips. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And instead of trying to focus on like, hey, can my kid be this smart? Can my kid not have this type of genetic, you know, disorder? I want my kid to live normal and, you know, be, you know, fit in. I want my kid to be average or smart, you know? They won't look out for that. They want to look for physical appearances first. Damn. Yes, bro. We're <laughs> such a superficial, shallow-ass motherfucking simian fucking forms of fucking intelligence, bro. It sucks. It sucks. We're so smart, but at the same time, we're so stupid. Right? <laughs> yeah. We can build structures that can house us for years upon years, but we can't look at big pictures, bro. Hmm? <laughs> Damn. It's sad. Very much sad. I mean... CRISPR Cas9, it will either be our next source of uprising or the, or the beginning of the downfall. I, th I, I think the beginning already happened. It's gonna be the end. It's gonna be. It's gonna be the the, the zenith that's gonna bring downfall of humanity. That's what I believe. But we don't know. We actually do not know. Yeah. For all we know, it could be. It could become a project that starts off as pretty democratic and utopian yes but then we figure out all those mutations they get widespread enough yeah and maybe all those genetic alterations there's a particular bacteria or virus that a person has no immunity to mm -hmm. and then extinguish whatever parts of the planet you don't want to see oh my god oh my god <laughs> I am actually scared. I am actually scared of the future. Now I get why our parents were actually scared of this. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Dude, the future is so uncertain. It's always been, but we have tools that are more widespread than ever. Because <sighs> at True. least an AK-47, that bullet has to hit. But CRISPR, if, if your spouse mm -hmm. was altered and you didn't know, eventually there might not be any unaffected humans ah genetic tier lists genetic tier lists i'm not ready for that shit <laughs> <laughs> and in conclusion our message to humanity in this episode would be in my experience just don't genetically alter your kid man it's not gonna work out for you man just let him just just ha just get what you got man just have what you got just be happy with what you get that's what i'm saying or adopt a child if you're not trying to take a risk adopt a child that's what I'm trying to do. Mm. Yeah, bro. I'm not going to take the risk, bro. I got ADHD. I don't know what my fucking sperm uh, my, what my fucking <laughs> sperm product is going to produce. Uh, they might end up, you know, having like... To be honest, that's a lot of work. And I would like to avoid it the best I can. So I'm just going to adopt a kid back home from the slums. That's what my process is going to be like, man. And I guess my message to humanity, focus on a sniper perspective. It's easy to just look at the immediate surroundings, but every consequence, it's like watching a stone in the river. I mean, a stone in a pond. You don't know how far the consequences will travel. I hope you enjoyed the second episode of Messages to Humanity. This is a new sort of thing, so as I try each attempt, I'm refining and changing as I go. And if you'd like to suggest topics, please reach out to M-A-R-C-U-S-A-J-A-B-U at gmail.com, MarcusAjabu at gmail.com, or find me on Anchor and leave an audio message. Thank you for listening. Stay irrational, my friends. Never let the lunatics make you feel insane.